Releasing the things that are behind, I am strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. I am the infinite, expressing at the point I am. I am peace in the midst of all matters. Yeah, I've been flaking off. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I realized I probably, you all learn it, those of you who don't know my name probably learn it more when I don't introduce myself, because that's the thing, I don't introduce myself, generally speaking. Uh, today, first off, it's good to be back with all of you. Um, if, if I have not yet gotten a hug, I hope I'll get one before the end of the day. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have the solitude of the ocean and, you know, kind of be right up close and personal with nature in that way. And it's always wonderful to come back and see your faces. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, Literally, um, pretty much, I don't know anybody at the beach. So there's like nobody to talk to at the beach other than John. And he's good, good company. But, um, but you know, you all are good company as well. So it's good to be back. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to kind of, could you go back just the, to our opening affirmation slide for a moment? I wanted to point out something as we begin talking today about joy as that fourth week of the season of preparation. This line at the end, I am peace in the midst of all matters. We say that every week as part of our opening affirmation, as a reminder that we already have within us the peace that the world needs. We already have within us the peace that we need. It is already there. And, especially at this time of year, how many people find that they regularly forget that? Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the only one. I forget that. You know, there's a point at which, at which there's sort of a, the wave of the season, I guess I'm just gonna say. And one of the things that we always find interesting when we do go stay at the beach, you know, for most of the year, I don't watch TV commercials or anything like that. And, you know, when you're in someone else's video system, you don't necessarily get to opt out of all of the jewelry and perfume and car and toys and video games and all of that kind of ads. So it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition of remembering why it is that we celebrate this season and keeping our focus on those inner priorities, such as peace. And one of those inner attributes that we already have is joy. So when we look at the Advent season and this season of coming into the darkness and then preparing to leave the darkness and no light, that's really what we're doing during this time we're starting off with hope and faith. And we in Unity kind of have a mixed relationship to that word hope. Uh, I don't know if when Reverend Charlie was here, if she gave you the definition that Charles Fillmore has of hope, which is that it is a lesser kind of faith. 
And, you know, Reverend Charlie and I are good friends. She was my mentor when I was in ministerial school. And we have had a, a continuing conversation about how hope is still necessary. It may not be full-blown faith, absolute, firm, standing firm in our faith of knowing truth, knowing how truth works, and knowing that as long as we are familiar with and work these principles that we can live in a more optimal manner, it's also about the hope that allows us to strive to know truth, to grow into faith. If you had no hope, would you even show up to study truth principles? I don't think so. I think if we really were living in despair, we would just be off in the darkness someplace. So even though in unity we will frequently go back and forth on using that first week as hope or faith, traditionally it's hope and we kind of move it into faith there frequently as well. So hope, we start the season as... And, you know, I'm going to, I hope I'm not bursting any bubbles here, but, you know, Jesus' birthday is not actually December 25th. Do you all know that? Um, Whatever evidence we have based on things like astronomy and historical events, things like that, we think that probably Jesus was actually born in the summertime. And yet the season where we really need to focus on light is frequently those dark days of the winter. We have our big Thanksgiving season harvest in the fall. And for a while, I've read that for a while, Christianity tried to move the big celebration out of the winter time. But humans have pretty much always celebrated the coming of the light after the darkest time of the year. And so ultimately, what we call Christmas, what we look to as the birthday of our way shower, our master teacher Jesus, ultimately that just kind of slid right in there with all of the other celebrations that were taking place in various cultures around the recoming of the light. And of course for us in New Thought, We remember that we are not only celebrating the birth of the one that we do call our master teacher and our way shower, but we are also celebrating each time that we remember the light of the Christ within each and every one of us. And so this is a process that we can choose to participate with each year. We have our gratitude We have Thanksgiving, we celebrate all of the harvest, all of the bounty, all of the good of the last cycle. And then we prepare that time of moving into the dark and out of, back into light. Even though the darkness can seem scary, and sometimes we don't really want to dwell on the dark time, Actually, we know that darkness is a necessity. There's a time of rest. There's a time that the plants that are underground need to rest, to gather their energy, to grow forth in the spring. And so do we. We need our time of stillness. 
We need our time to sort of step back, step away from the day-to-day, and we need that time that we can focus on the growth within, which may not be apparent to anyone else. It may not even be apparent to us. But sometimes we have within us an awareness that there is a spiritual awakening taking place, that there is growth happening. We can think back to maybe 10 years or 15 years or maybe even six months ago when we know that perhaps we adjusted our behavior, perhaps we shifted something into a more positive frame of mind. Now, it doesn't mean that the people in your lives are necessarily just because you have a, just because you have a big aha moment and maybe you walk into a new thought center or maybe you read a book or you do something, maybe you put principles into practice, does not mean that everybody else in your life is instantly going to clap for you and applaud and say, Yahoo, you, because let's face it, a lot of times we have had these false starts before, haven't we? You know, for those of us who have been smokers, how many times did you have to quit smoking before you finally quit? I don't even know how many times it was for me. You know, I mean, and and perhaps for those of you who are in various recovery programs, you know that you are making a commitment for today. For today. I can do this for today. And so we can never take that growth in an outer way for granted. We don't get a lot of extra brownie points around the Christmas table just because we're feeling more peaceful. The real test comes when you are sitting all around the table. How peaceful can you be when your triggers are and your buttons are pushed? A lot of us have a lot of buttons and triggers that get pushed around this time of year. And so this is where, with our intentional practice during the Advent season, we can be settling in. We can take that hope as a call to awaken. Ah, yes, I know that things can shift into a more positive frame. We can take that then to begin cultivating practices which will grow our faith. Once we have practiced, whatever practice you're choosing to focus on at the time, And hopefully you have some kind of practice of stillness. Whether or not you you might be one of those that says, well, I can't meditate and I don't meditate and that's all there is to it. But it may be that you actually get up a half hour earlier every day so that you can just sit in the stillness of the house and drink your tea or your coffee. That would be a practice. And perhaps during that time, when you realize that you may be starting to ruminate on all of the to-do lists, maybe you hear that little voice that voice from inside that says, you know, I could let that go for now. I could simply be at peace. I I could be at ease in this moment. And as we begin to shift our behaviors and our thoughts, then we begin to really see that we are changing in our lives. And we begin to find a peace that comes with this. And I hope, I'm hoping, that each one of you has been intentionally cultivating periods of peace during this holiday season, all holiday seasons. We also have love, of course, which one of the few definitions um, in the Bible is actually that God is love. So when we, be, when we find the peace within us to actually 
Focus in an inward direction. One of, the, one of my favorite Fillmore reminders is that the consciousness, the ego, the human ego is actually the gatekeeper to spiritual growth. We have this human egoic mind that wants to make sure all the bills are paid, that we're all kept safe, that everybody's getting just exactly the right perfect present and that there are 47 pies so that everybody who shows up can have exactly the pie they want. And we always, you know, we have those hallmark pictures in our head. And God bless the hallmark people. I, I realized this morning, I, I have used the hallmark people as sort of a holder of unrealistic expectations for so long that you might think that I hold resentment towards the hallmark people. I really don't. It's just that in an outer sense, the hallmark I will just call it the hallmark industry. Is that a good phrase for it? Sort of for all of those who want to, who want to show us an image where everybody is always happy and where there's always the glittery kind of snow. Probably if Hallmark did a, a story about Tucson, what would it do on Christmas morning? It would probably be about the miracle of the snow. And And those are wonderful images to aspire to as long as we remember that in reality, and I'm saying reality in sort of the larger sense, in fact and in truth, in reality, most of our lives do not look like a Hallmark movie special. If your life does look like a Hallmark movie special, I would love to talk to you about that. I really truly would because it has not been my experience that my life looks like a Hallmark special. It has not been my experience that most of my friends and most of the people I talk with here, we hold that up as an image that we aspire to, but we also have this human ego that somehow says, Mine is never like that, so some, somehow something must be wrong with me. Or something must be wrong with my life. And we begin comparing. And we go, well, first off, I can't cook. And no, I have never seen anybody in Hallmark shows go to Costco and buy a turkey and a cheesecake and a pie. I have never seen that happen. It may, but I haven't seen it. And no matter what else is going on in our lives, we just have this comparison. And that's our human egoic need to be right, to do right, to somehow measure up. And one of the quotes that a unity minister, and I don't, he, he said he got it from somebody else, and I'm sure it's not original to any of us. If you really want to know what is the killer of joy, it is generally comparison. We, we say we want to show up in a joyful manner. We cultivate practices that are supposed to culminate in joy. We have this image that somehow, someday, if I just do everything just right, that I will wake up and the stars will part and the angelic hosts will sing choirs and I will just have that glittery snow dome snow that will disappear so we don't have to actually vacuum up all the glitter. 
but that we will now know joy because everything is absolutely perfect the way our human brain thinks it should be perfect. I don't know anybody who has ever found that moment and had it last. I think we all get glimpses every now and again. We all get glimpses sometimes, but as long as we are looking for outer things to bring us joy, we will be disappointed. And I know that's not really a chirpy happy Christmas day before Christmas statement to make, but it's a true statement. Even if you find that joy in the perfect gift, the perfect family, the perfect everything, it will change. So we have to look then for joy someplace other than Tucson Mall. We have to look for joy someplace other than the shopping network, somewhere other than under the Christmas tree, and even somewhere other than seated around the Christmas table with everyone we love. And this is where we need to remember that just as we affirm every week that we are peace in the midst of all matters, we are also joy in the midst of all matters. If we choose Charles Fillmore, um, I'm going to read just the first part here of today's. If you've been following along in your Advent booklet, Charles Fillmore in The Revealing Word tells us that joy is the happiness of God expressed through humankind. Well, I, I alternately get really excited about that statement and really overwhelmed by it. I, I personally, I, that's my personal relationship with that statement. Yes, I do believe that we are here as expressions of the one power, the one presence that goes by so many names and that we are that in expression. And sometimes when my outer experience is not matching up to the happiness of God, I can kind of think, well, maybe that's not a true thing. May, that comparison thing starts kicking in again. And that's where yet again we have to remember, I am, I am, our sacred identity, the I am. We choose. I can say I am disappointed because my life does not look like a Hallmark special, or I can say I am joy in the midst of all matters. But we have such a tendency in our human brain to think that the criteria for joy, for happiness, for peace, for love, for light, for faith, for hope, for everything is somewhere out there that we need to get. Joy is not a commodity. Joy is not something you can buy at the perfume counter. Joy is not something that anyone out there can give to you. And when we talk about being the happiness of God, again, here again is where I have that little mixed feelings around it. There's a part of me, my human part, that has all of the emotions that anybody has at any given time. And there's a part of me 
that almost feels like I'm letting God down if I'm not joyful every moment. If I am the happiness of God expressing through humankind and I am not happy, then what does that do to my, to my identity? So again, at this time of year, at all times of years, we need to remember where source is. Where does happiness originate? Where does peace originate? Where does faith originate? You may take a class and learn something. Maybe you come to a metaphysics class and you ask a question and between our textbook and whatever gets said in class, you may go, wow, that absolutely explained that to me and a new little slice of knowing truth may fall exactly into place. And in that moment, you have that glimpse of the truth. And then a day later... Well, what was it that, what was it that they said? How come I can't, you know, what, what, how come that felt so good the other day? And today I'm back to feeling less than. This is an every day, every moment, every day, every moment, every breath awareness. And when we're talking about being the happiness of God, expressing in humankind, this is where we must Remember where that happiness originates. We, we must remember that when people disappoint us through their behavior, that we still love them and that they are doing absolutely the best they can do in that moment. And that the more that we can forgive others for not meeting our expectations, the more that we practice forgiving others for not meeting our expectations, the more we will be able to forgive ourselves for not meeting our own expectations. And as we can substitute thoughts of lack, limitation, fear, with thoughts of I am faith, I am expressing hope, I am peace in the midst of all matters, I am joy no matter what. Then we will begin to really go below. This is where the, that gatekeeper thing comes in. The human ego wants to say, nope, not going to happen. You're never going to meet it up. You're never going to get it. You're, and, and we just keep chipping away every thought. Every thought. We creak open that gate a little bit wider. And every time we sit and we are still and we meditate, that gate that allows spirit to express more fully opens more fully. And every time that we feel fear or worry or sadness or any type of, any type of fear-based emotion arise within us, any time that we can catch that and remind ourselves this is just that human ego. It just wants to, it wants Hallmark to happen. It wants everything to be perfect. And this is not the way the world works. That's not true. What is true is that within me is peace. Within me is joy. Within me is love. Within me is the light that will carry each and every one of us to knowing how to best express true joy in our lives. 
And as each and every one of us can learn how to do that in our own lives, we become, as Jesus talked about, the beacon on the hill. We shine for others. And if you think that you have some reason that you should not shine, think again. It does not matter what is going on in your life. No one is benefited by you hiding your light. No one is ever benefited by you hiding your light. We are connected. We are one. We are one organism in this whole planetary galaxy, universe, and maybe multiverse. I don't know. But right here, we're dealing one-to-one. And right here, the more that I can remember that my work is to be joy without beating myself up if I just don't seem to measure up today. But then maybe that's the day that you will be able to shine a little more brightly and remind me. And then maybe through your reminder, I will shine a little more brightly the joy that I am. And then that may light someone else's way. So I'm going to invite you in this moment to be open and receptive, to breathe, to just pause. I doubt that there are very many of us in this room who do not have a to-do list tucked away in the mental track. Allow that to be put aside for right now. And simply breathe. As we breathe together, begin to focus on the area of your body where your heart lives. We intuitively consider this to be a center of our being. And in fact, we know from science now that there is an energy to the heart which allows us to cultivate a greater understanding of truth, a greater experience of peace, a greater willingness to be compassionate, a greater understanding of the need for joy and play and creativity, kindness, simple good-heartedness in the world. So as this song plays, feel free to sing if you wish, but just simply allow it to be a guidance to all of the gifts within world as it is go inside to find my God I will leave this world as it is go inside to find my God I will This world as it is, go inside to find my God. I will leave this world as it is, go inside to find my God. Inside there is peace. 
inside there is joy inside there is more than enough inside there is peace inside there is joy inside there is sacred love together in this space in this moment we allow ourselves to know that we are safe here it is safe for all of our walls to be let down it is safe to release the expectations it is safe to breathe and to be exactly who and what you are in the fullness of whatever that means again from our advent booklet i am an open channel of god's love and joy when family and friends gather this is a time of joy and love of caring of compassion of opening my mind and heart opening my very soul to the divine Joy is a divinely inspired attitude I take with me into every experience of my life. I share this with everyone. I am the divine happiness of the universe. I recognize this potential within myself. I affirm the joy of the lord of my being is my strength and i am joy allow yourself to do as myrtle filmore suggests which is simply to breathe and be still for a few moments and 
know that as you reach in, in consciousness, as you simply ask that you know the path will be made clear, and if joy feels far away, pause, turn within, and recognize that all of the joy, all of the life, all of the love, all of the peace, all of the good that is divine is right there within you. It is a choice. So we choose in this moment to touch that center of stillness. We choose in this moment to release all external expectations. We choose in this moment to simply be joy, expressing at the point we are. Allow yourself to feel the light. Allow yourself to know peace. We know that in any moment we can choose to pause and to know truth. There is one power active in this universe and that power, that presence is active right here, right now as much as it was ever active anywhere. We look to Jesus as one who walked his path in integrity, in truth, and in light. And he assured us that everything that he did, we could also do, and even more. So in this moment, we claim the intention of remembering that wherever peace is, Wherever joy is, wherever God is, that is where we are. We are the divine expressing at the point we are. We are strong, positive, powerful, wise, loving, fearless, free spirit. We have infinite wisdom. We have infinite good we have all of the peace all of the light all of the love we could ever need and knowing that 
we recognize and touch the center of joy within us. In this moment, we hold all of our friends who may not be with us in light. If there are empty seats around your table this year, we hold those in light and in love. We claim good. We know that that which is eternal is always present and does not change. With love, with joy, with gratitude, we know these things are so, and so it is. Amen. So this day, I hope that as your preparations for the holiday are winding down, unless you're like me and you're going home and you're just going to do it all in one day, I hope that uh, you will take the reminder that even if you are doing it all in one day, that you could still laugh at that. You could still find joy in that. You could still find peace in that. You could still choose to know joy in any moment. It is a choice. It is a choice that we have to make over and over and over, but it is a choice we are all equipped to make. So thank you all for being back today. I, I will look forward to, as I said, hugs from any that I didn't get yet this morning. Um, if, if we have not yet had an opportunity to meet because you've been here, you've been showing up, and I did not, then we will take care of that today. Thank you all, and I hope we'll see you all tomorrow night at our candlelight service. Thank you.